Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host for the next, oh, 30 minutes or so. And this week, like every week, my goal is to help you discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. Also, as I do every week, I seek the Lord to guide me for the topic He wants me to discuss. And the Lord made it glaringly clear my task for today's podcast is to reassure you. Those who belong to God the Father through faith in Jesus Christ need to understand you will be fully protected and even prosper in the midst of utter chaos and destruction if you will choose to remain in faith and not give in to fear. How do we remain in faith? By intentionally hearing the word of God, Romans 10:17. Conversely, when we listen to words that are not of God, we subject ourselves to fear, doubt, anxiety, panic attacks, and to much more. And when we are in this state, we are easy prey for the enemy of God to plant all sorts of deceptive and destructive thoughts that wreak havoc with our mind and emotions, adversely impacting us in a variety of different ways. When we are in this anxious place, our ability to hear and discern truth is seriously impaired, and we get caught in a spiral of despair. Do you realize this sequence of events of hearing false reports that adversely impact us is exactly what the enemy of God is counting on in the lives of God's children today? Yeah. All around the world, the enemy and his evil minions are operating through people who are working overtime to cause us to hear nothing but a deluge of false reports intended to confuse us with chaos, making it far more difficult for us to know what is true and what is not. The father of all lies is intentionally bombarding us with the lies and deceptions and false reports from nearly every port causing fear, division, and anger and arguments between God's children. If you've heard my podcast before, then you know I sought God in the fall of 2019 to know what he wanted us to understand about the upcoming year. He made it clear he would be revealing all manner of corruption everywhere it exists, giving those who will repent a chance to do so. Beginning early 2020, God has been radically revealing corruption in every mountain of influence, religion, government, family, business, education, media, arts, and entertainment. He is exposing all manner of evil and wickedness to administer his justice. I've since realized 2020 and 2021 were the years when God exposed evil and corruption, and this year, 2022, is the year of his judgment and justice. Judgment on sin and evil, and justice for faith and righteousness. I've said this first quarter of 2022, I expected some radical moves of God, especially beginning the end of the first quarter and into the year. Here we are in the month of March, the last month of the first quarter, which on the Jewish calendar is Adar 1 and Adar 2, the month the Feast of Purim is celebrated. The Feast of Purim is celebration of God's people being spared from the evil plotted against them by Haman, the highest government official, and instead Haman and his entire family suffering the evil he plotted against God's people. Are you grasping the supernatural importance of this hour with what I just said? If you recall, in the book of Esther, Esther was among the young women selected to be purified and made ready to be presented to the king for him to select a queen. After a year of preparation, the young women were presented to the king, and he selected Esther to be his queen, unaware she was Jewish. Esther's cousin, Mordecai, who was respected among those at the city gates where civil discourse and business matters took place, was made aware that Haman, who was the most powerful authority under the king, planned to rid the kingdom of all Jews. Mordecai informed Queen Esther, who called a fast 
and bravely and systematically revealed to the king that Haman's plans would mean her death and the death of all her people. The king decreed all Jews in his kingdom were allowed to defend themselves and destroy, kill, and annihilate all the forces of any people or province that assaulted them to avenge themselves of their enemies. But a verse in the story you may not remember is key for this very day. Chapter 8, the last part of verse 17 reads, And many from the peoples of the country declared themselves Jews, for the fear of the Jews had fallen on them. I also think it's interesting to note the number 17 means victory. Consider our present times. As more and more of the evil plotted against the people of the world by the godless, self-appointed elite is made known, more and more people are coming to the light of truth and seeking to associate themselves with truth. Are you grasping this? Just as in the days of Esther, people today are waking up to the evil plotted against them, and they are ripe for the truth of Jesus. And we, alive today, are all born for this very time. We have the responsibility and the privilege of working with God as he reveals all manner of evil so that all who will repent and come to him do so. Just as in the book of Esther, in this very month, not coincidentally, but by God's design, we, as God's people, are in position to defend ourselves and to see the plans of our enemy against us turn back upon our enemy. Just as the Jews celebrated their victory with the Feast of Purim, so will we celebrate beginning this very month. Amen. Kat Kerr has been prophetically telling all of us to eat cake in demonstration of the certain celebration we will have as God intervenes to protect his people from the evil that's been plotted against us for hundreds of years. In my spirit, I see this month of March as being highly pivotal in what I've called God's three-year plan. The years 2020 and 2021 were the years of God revealing all manner of corruption. And this year, 2022, is the year he administers his judgment and justice. Watch and see. For us to understand current events, we need to have an understanding of history. And without a proper understanding of history, we will not properly discern the times, which is precisely why public schools have worked so hard to revise history, to skew the understanding of people to align with the political agenda of the self-appointed elite. I've talked about revisionist history, critical race theory, and the like before. Let us not be naive about the worldwide orchestrated effort to deceive us, even coming from our own governments. So, in pursuit of truth today, hang with me for a bit of a history lesson, which by the end of this podcast will direct us as to how we must respond in these perilous times. Also, I need to point out that the complexities of the conditions of the world today are immense. And for those of us who are just now coming to the classroom, it can be overwhelming unless we take it a bite at a time. So today I'll focus mostly on Vladimir Putin and the Russian part of the current crisis. With future podcasts, I'll do my best to help us gain understanding about the world players involved. Under the Trump administration, there was no way Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine. And I know the whole world is reeling about this tragedy and knowing so many people are woefully distraught over all we've suffered since early 2020 and the apparent worsening impact of the Russian-Ukraine crisis. Today's podcast is a deep dive overview, a term I just made up. My heart is so heavy for all who are not yet understanding what's really going on. So I took a whole lot more time and effort this week in a deep dive and I researched and I researched so I could give you an overview, and I promise you, we will have the same anticipatory celebration and spirit of joy the Jews did in Esther's day, 
when they learned they could defend themselves and defeat their enemy. How do we defend ourselves? Not with carnal warfare, but with spiritual weapons. The first tool we need is truth. Jesus said the truth shall set us free. Our fight today is most definitely about our freedom and our God-given rights. We must start by knowing the truth. Mainstream media has proven itself not to be trustworthy, yet many people still tune into these networks and are woefully misled. If you're still being influenced by network news and even local commercial news, I ask you to stop right now and evaluate how those reports make you feel. When you listen to their reports, do you feel optimistic, hopeful, joyful, and confident about your future? Or do you feel dread and anxious and fearful? I'm really glad you're listening to this podcast because I'm among the alternative media who seeks to discern current events from a biblical worldview. So as God's people, we know how to respond. I am a trustworthy source of truth that I hope you'll share with your friends and family, especially in these days when the enemy of God has intentionally created chaos for the purposes of continuing his efforts to establish a one world order. That's what we're dealing with today, people. There has been a group of self-appointed elite plotting and planning a one world order or what President George H.W. Bush called a new world order underway for hundreds of years. In a September 11, 1990 speech, President George H.W. Bush announced, quote, a new partnership of nations has begun, end quote. At the time, for most of us who didn't know we were unaware, it seemed like that was a good thing. It seemed it was a way for our nations to diplomatically interact and reduce the prospects of war. What those of us in the masses didn't know was that the effort for a new world order means a one world government, where the nations must give up their individual sovereignty and become unified under the United Nations. Many in the highest positions of government and influence worldwide are part of this effort for a new world order. In years past, this effort and the many aspects of it were plotted in secret, largely through the formation and plans of the United Nations. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, is the international cross-country alliance established in 1949, four years after World War II, when the West was worried about potential attack by the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, officially the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, you may recall, was a socialist state that spanned Eurasia during its existence from 1922 to 1991. It was nominally a federal union of multiple national republics. In practice, its government and economy were highly centralized until its final years. Vladimir Putin was part of that old regime, and he has at times expressed that he would like to restore the USSR. Invasion of Ukraine is seen by some as an effort to that end. However, Putin has also clearly expressed he's entirely on board with the global reset, creating the New World Order. We need to watch to see if one or the other or both are true. Let me explain. This year of 2022 is not the first time Putin has invaded Ukraine. Putin also invaded Ukraine in the year 2013 and 2014, which we need to consider to better understand the present realities. Alex Newman, a former guest and an international journalist highly educated with tremendous insights and an upright man of God, helps us understand current events. If you didn't hear the podcast called United in Christ We Stand, Divided by the Enemy We Fall, please make a point of listening. There's a link to that podcast in the show notes. In fact, I have lots of links for you in today's show notes, substantiating many of the claims I'm making. Listening to my interview with Alex Newman will help you gain understanding of world events that we're dealing with today. I wanted Alex to be my guest again today, but he was unable to. 
Nonetheless, he wrote an article in 2014 that gives us some much-needed background about Vladimir Putin as a key player in the New World Order. Newman wrote, quote, The invasion by Russia to the Ukraine in 2013-14 was seen as fueled by the Russian government on one side and Western powers on the other. Putin blamed the West for the carnage, while many in the West blamed Putin, seeing him as a communist thug. Other Westerners, horrified by their own out-of-control political leadership, started to view Putin and his regime as an obstacle to the machinations of the U.S. and European Union governments. Even in the American liberty movement, Putin has been winning friends among those who view him as a roadblock to globalism. Newman continues, But what if everything is not quite what it seems? What if, despite the East versus West and the new Cold War hysteria whipped up by politicians and the mainstream media, both sides are actually working toward the same goals using largely the same means? Sounds impossible, right? The evidence, however, suggests it's not only possible, it's exactly what's happening, end quote. Newman's article explains the regional approach to a one-world order and how Putin's invasion of Ukraine may actually be part of that effort. It also cites Putin's Eurasian Union, an effort to bring together regimes ruling Russia, Belarus, and Kazakhstan, with plans to expand the Union to include other former Soviet regimes in the region. In May of 2014, three strongmen signed what Putin described as a historic treaty ushering in the Eurasian Economic Union. Many analysts see the developments as the ongoing reemergence of the Soviet Union. However, Newman writes, Putin's words revealed an almost total adherence to the publicly announced Western globalist strategy for building the new world order, using progressive regionalization of power on the road to true global government while manufacturing and exploiting crises along the way. Additionally, the article, and I remind you, it was written in 2014, states, quote, Chinese communist ruler Xi, whose regime now regularly calls for a new world order, and Putin unveiled a new world development bank run by the socialist and communist-minded BRICS regime. That is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. The article states, at the 2014 annual BRICS meeting, the five regimes finally signed the deal to put it all together. A crucial component of the globalist New World Order is the eventual creation of a truly global monetary and financial governance. On both fronts, Putin has helped lead the charge. Some today are painting Putin as a good guy who is working to destroy the deep state cabal in the Ukraine. They cite the destruction of a number of U.S. tax dollar-funded biolabs as evidence. They also cite the March 1st, 2020 embassy of the Russian Federation in Canada document an official embassy statement as evidence. In part, that document reads, quote, Russia continues its special military operation to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. The Russian army does not occupy Ukraine territory and takes all measures to preserve the lives and safety of civilians. The strikes are targeting military facilities only, being carried out exclusively with high-precision weapons. We are witnessing an unprecedented wave of lies, fake news, distorted and fabricated facts aimed at discrediting our actions. Goebbels-style Western propaganda was predictable. It cannot be trusted. The public in Canada should understand that. The truth is different. Crimes against humanity and violations of international humanitarian law are committed by the armed forces of Ukraine, 
and such neo-Nazi groups as Azov, Right Sector, and others. The multiple evidence is available in open sources. The Ukrainian side is deploying multiple launch rocket systems and artillery in the courtyards of residential buildings, hospitals, schools, and kindergartens. The armed forces of Ukraine, national and neo-Nazi groups, use civilian infrastructure and populations as human shields. End quote. I am personally unable to conclude now. I think it's far too soon. We don't have enough of the truth to make a sound decision. I think you'll agree with me as I continue with today's podcast. Regardless, we have the promises of God that any evil fashioned against us will not prevail. We must stand on that and operate in truth regardless of how things appear in the natural. Another article I gleaned from for today is titled Order Out of Chaos, How the Ukraine Conflict is Designed to Benefit Globalists by Brandon Smith an investigative journalist, it stated, quote, As with many political leaders, Putin will sometimes use anti-globalist rhetoric, but his relationships tell another story. In Putin's first autobiography titled First Person, he discusses with fondness his first encounter with New World Order globalist Henry Kissinger as a member of the FSB, formerly KGB. As Putin rose through the political ranks, he maintained a steady friendship with Kissinger, and to this day, they have regular lunches, and Kissinger has been an advisor to multiple branches of the Kremlin. Putin and the Kremlin have also kept a steady dialogue with the World Economic Forum, a project of the now-notorious globalist Klaus Schwab. Last year, Russia announced it was joining the WEF's Fourth Industrial Revolution Network, which focuses on economic socialization, artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, and a host of other globalist interests, which will all lead to worldwide technocracy and tyranny, end quote. Henry Kissinger, a German-born American politician, diplomat, and geopolitical consultant, served as United States Secretary of State and National Security Advisor under the presidential administrations of Richard Nixon and General Ford. Kissinger was one of the most visible and outspoken New World Order schemers. He is quoted to have said, quote, the contemporary quest for the world order will require a coherent strategy to establish a concept of order riding the various regions and to relate these regional orders to one another. End quote. This is specific to regional takeovers. And as Newman wrote in his article, the strategy is nothing new. Quote, Fellow globalist and ex-national security advisor Zygbegnev Brzezinski, architect of David Rockefeller's infamous Trilateral Commission, outlined essentially the very same plan. We do not have a new world order. We cannot leap into world government in one quick step, he said in 1995 at the State of the World Forum, convened by former Soviet dictator Mikhail Gorbachev and backed by the Rockefeller and other establishment forces in the West. In brief, the precondition for eventual globalization, genuine globalization, is progressive regionalization, because thereby we move toward larger, more stable, more cooperative units, end quote. The rise of power of Vladimir Putin, who was part of the former Soviet Union, is not what many believe it to be. At this point, we cannot conclude which side Putin is on, globalist or national sovereignty. There are many nuances, but let us make no mistake, the invasion is being used by promoters of a one-world government. As Brandon Smith writes, the diplomatic mess between Ukraine and Russia can be blamed on both sides, and it's this kind of historical ambiguity where globalists tend to thrive. The fog of war helps to obscure establishment activities, and often it is hard for people to see who is truly benefiting from the chaos until it's too late. 
It's my belief the Ukraine problem is at least partially engineered and is designed as a first domino in a chain of intended crises. He continues, It's important to understand that most conflicts between the East and the West are engineered conflicts, and the leaders of both sides are not really at odds with each other. Rather, these wars are kabuki theater. They are wars of convenience to achieve covert ends while mesmerizing the masses with moments of terror and calamity. End quote. I also learned professional historian and economist Anthony Sutton stumbled upon the facts surrounding globalist conspiracy and went on to expose their habit of playing both sides of nearly every war over the past century, from the Bolshevik Revolution to World War II and onward. The strategy of order out of chaos is nothing new. It's something the globalists have been doing for a very long time. The number of open revelations post-COVID about the Great Reset that globalists have publicly admitted to is so staggering that their plans can no longer be denied. So, having established the reality of globalist involvement in both the West and in Russia, we need to ask ourselves how they benefit from initiating a crisis between these powers over Ukraine. What do they get out of it? Well, that's what we'll consider next week. There can be no question in anyone's mind today, those in power in America and governmental leaders in many other countries worldwide are selling our countries out for this one world order, and many of the so-called leaders are neck deep in corruption, which God is exposing. God knows how the enemy has saturated our atmosphere with lies and deception, smoke and mirrors, distractions and diversions to bring us to question everything and have confidence in nothing. That's why God has raised up so many voices of truth and reason for these very days. God wants his children to hear the truth, recognize the truth, and be freed by the truth. God has also raised up many new prophetic voices, too. As prophet Julie Green says, God brings us the news before the news. God does this so that we can respond to his word and not the words of the enemy. God graciously gives us his prophetic word to inform us of upcoming events so when they occur, we are not caught off guard and we know how to remain in peace regardless what's going on. Confident, God is in charge. However, we must understand God being in charge does not mean that we sit back and do nothing. No, there's plenty that we need to be doing, especially during this time of chaos. Julie Green recently got a word from God about Vladimir Putin. She posted it on February 24th of this year. It's called Brace for the Coming Nuclear Bombs of Truth Against Your Enemy. The prophetic word was, Vladimir Putin, be careful where you step. Do not cross me, saith the Lord. You are only allowed to go so far and not any further. And this is why, my children, things are going on between Russia and Ukraine you will not understand, because the news media is lying through their teeth about what is really going on. Ukraine, my children who are there, do not fear. I will protect you from what is going on. I will lead you and shield you from any attack. This is not directed at you. This is directed at people who have infiltrated you and your land and are being disposed of and will not cause any more damage. God is saying, people have infiltrated your land, and this is specifically against them. You are asking, Lord, I don't understand. I, the Lord, am telling you, Ukraine, it will be okay with you. No matter what it seems like, I have the final say in this matter. Oh, United States, you are being lied to by this fraudulent government. They paid for this to set Russia up, to be forced to move their hand. Yes, your nation, Obama, is at the wheel, and he's thirsty for war. They want this direction, so the news is paying attention to that again. 
This is a distraction. You'll find the link to Julie's post in the show notes. Amanda Grace also had a word from the Lord. She posted about China, Russia, and the Ukraine. I recommend you watch her video and be encouraged from the Lord. Additionally, on February 27, 2022, Hank Kuhneman shared the following, quote, Not everything is as it seems, and the cry of the earth and those of the church is the cry for truth. And the place to find it most of the time is not on the media. We've been lied to. They know they have been lying, and they have an agenda. Now is this conflict, Ukraine and Russia. God said ahead of time, be watchful for war rhetoric. What is war rhetoric? War rhetoric is to get you to believe something, either to bring you to war or to get you to believe something to distract you from other things that are going on in the land or on the earth. End quote. I sincerely hope to have helped you today with this combination of spiritual encouragement and a history lesson. We need to be able to peer through the lies and deceptions and begin to see the truth. The greatest truth is that God is sovereign over all, and he's dealing with all manner of evil and corruption in our day. Our response must be to trust him, to trust his words, and to act on his words, and not allow any measure of fear to impact us. March 16th is the day this podcast is scheduled to post, and that is the start of the Feast of Purim. I hope you will do as Kat Kerr recommends and celebrate in advance as a demonstration of your faith that God will make order out of chaos, and what the enemy has meant for evil, God will use for good. I pray you've grasped the importance of this very hour we're living, as in the days of Esther we will be spared the evil the Hamans of this day have plotted against us as God's children. Stand on that, praise God for this truth, and share it with others. There are many people all around us who need the truth of the gospel of Christ. They, like the people in Esther's day, who became Jewish to be on the winning team, want the same, and they need us to help them come to the faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, so you be faithful to share the gospel with others, especially in these days. We were all born to be alive for such a time as this. Next week, we'll continue seeking the Lord to understand current events with a focus of understanding the role Ukraine has and is playing in global corruption. Now, regarding today's podcast, let me hear from you. I need to know what you think. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And don't forget to check out my new dedicated podcast listeners page beyond the podcast. That's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and a whole lot more. You can get to the page by visiting PamelaChristianMinistries.com beyond the podcast. Ministry is what I do full-time, so if you've benefited from what I shared today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. It's my prayer that you, my listeners, will become supporters of this ministry. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax-deductible. But to thank you for your financial support, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn about the products and services available through this ministry. When you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has actually been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And we can also connect on social media. You'll find my links in the show notes. 
Speaking of, be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and also on my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. And as a new subscriber, you can choose from one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will also make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure you know where to find me. And depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review really helps the show reach more people, and it helps spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 